Good morning. Good oh God. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. Welcome to episode 265 of a player player podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new addition to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is our saying? Talk about video games. That's right. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, AKA the Hoop Man. Along with my co-host, the Overcumbered Adventurer, Arsene Lakpa. Hey guys, just, you know, give me a second. Hold on. You know, I'm getting to the mic. I'm getting to where I'm trying to get to. I can't move too fast, okay? Uh, You know, my oxygen supplies are, they're kind of low. That's why I'm talking kind of slow here. But just know that once I get to my destination, I'm able to unload all of my cargo then I will be able to talk at a normal pace again. And there we go, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it to our destination. We are here, baby. We're no longer over encumbered. We're, we're, we're cumbered. We're encumbered. Cumbered. Is it, it's over. Oh, so you're over encumbered, right? When you're, yeah, I'm encumbered, bro. Honestly, I might be under encumbered. Give me more things to carry. Yeah. That's what you want to be. You want to be, I mean, you don't want to be encumbered at all. Theoretically. You want to be under encumbered. Decumbered, someone say cucumber. Yeah, de- you want to be, say. you want to be decumbered or cucumber. That is correct. Uh, today will be an interesting episode because I mean, it's not that there's nothing to talk about. There's actually too much to talk about. Yes. So what I have done instead is to talk about none of it. All right, we're not talking about Liza P here. We're not talking about the PlayStation State of Play that will come out after this episode has dropped. We're not going to talk about the Nintendo. Uh, direct that's coming out after, after this episode's drop. Maybe we'll talk about all that stuff next week. But uh, I'm gonna have a little. We're gonna have like a little uh, variety show episode. All right, we got a couple different topics. We'll check in on Starfield progress. Get our thoughts about the game uh, as of this week. I wanted to talk about our favorite boss fights because uh, there's something Brendan said in the chat that said. Not in the chat, but in the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. He said Final Fantasy 16 has some of the best boss fights ever. Interesting. We'll talk about that. Mm, okay. Uh, and I also want to talk about soundtracks for a bit. I feel like this year has had some banger soundtracks. Um, and I want to put some on you guys' radar. Um, that being said, we might talk about some more stuff. We might talk about less stuff. Probably not less stuff. Maybe more stuff, though. Uh, but before we do all that, daily, or not daily, weekly check-in. How's it going? It's pretty good. Do you want to do weekly Starfield check-in? Because my life no, is... Weekly regular check-in. Weekly regular check-in. My life, we're just still chilling over here, man, you know. Uh, weekly baby update. We're still at the same place we were last week, so... That's no crazy. ...in uh, that department. However... Still not made, sleeping? Still... Well, see, I realize I've been... Hyping it up as like the baby's not sleeping, right? That's what I've been saying, but I've been misspeaking, I guess is the way. She's not sleeping without physical interaction. That is the uh the key ingredient, the key piece that I haven't been, you know, okay. listening off. 
Because, you know, I think, you know, when I say, oh, the baby's not sleeping, you're probably thinking in your mind, this baby's wide awake. She's wired 24-7. That's right. not the case. She's only wired when we're not touching her. Like, if we put her down, it's like she, there's like a signal that gets sent to her brain. <laughs> Even if she's dead asleep, bro. I'm talking like, you know, you know how you can be dead asleep. Somebody, like, touches your arm. Your, your arm's flopping. You can be yeah. anything like this, you know, just moving. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as her body touches the comfortable crib mattress that she has, it's like a it's like a um winter soldier like uh awake sequence like, that yeah. happens in her brain where she just freaking eyes open, she's wired, she's like, Bro, I was never asleep at all. What are you talking about? It's like that what's that thing from uh the Proud family? When whenever you would turn Sugar Mama's T V off, she would oh, wake yeah. up immediately. That's what yeah. that's what's going on with the baby. So that's what that's crazy. We We're not uh, touching her. Um, Have you guys tried giving her like a beanbag chair to sleep in? I don't think that's safe yet. Hmm. But you know, maybe when she's a little says older. Who? Shit, says the people that you know. <laughs> says the big man. I bet if you ask the beanbag companies, they'll say it's safe. You telling me big? I guess yeah. Big beanbag will always say their chairs are safe. But I'm not I've buying never. it, bro. I have never once been injured in a beanbag chair. You slept in a beanbag? Quite frankly, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I I've taken a nap. I, okay. But At Georgia Tech? I'm sure I've fa- fallen asleep. You haven't slept for an eight-hour stretch. You could have fallen out, and you could have cracked your little skull. Me? You. Yes, you. Impossible. Hmm. Okay, All I'm well. saying is give it some thought, uh, and... After this discussion, I do want to jump quickly to our ad. I'm here to advertise the latest beanbag chair. They came Whoa. to me and they said, hey, we should do a partnership. Uh, so I suggest everybody go to beanbag.com and buy their latest beanbag chair. Use code player player for 5% off. 5% Ooh. off. Use code player player beanbag.com. Anyways, what else going on in your life? Uh, other than that, man, just been trying to, you know, relax. Actually, I do have a quick little story to tell. Okay. Your boy went to, you know, I've been going into the office, you know, we're doing a little hybrid situation. We had sure. employee appreciation week this week. And let me tell you, my company is not appreciating me enough. Oh, I'm going oh, to no. tell you that much right now. I oh, show up no. on Monday. Um, basically we're in a situation where we're working out of a WeWork. They have a full right. office that's like, you know, being renovated. So some people have already moved to the new office. They're being celebrated. They're like, Ooh, yeah, new office. <laughs> we're the, the forgotten left, lost children at, at the that, WeWork. So I'm like, dang, they probably crazy. forgot about us. But then on Tuesday, however, they come in, everybody's or the whoever people, I don't know what their affiliation is HR. with the company, HR, I guess. They, you know, they're a little bit more peppy. They got more pep in their step. They're talking about something. We got a pizza party today. We got a raffle. We got, uh, you know, here, take, we got some little goodies for you guys. I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. So we show up to this pizza party at noon. They've got one flavor of pizza, Supreme Pizza. And I'm like, I mean, mm. I guess that's straight, whatever. Uh, But the pizza, everybody gets one slice. You get. <laughs> Damn, we're talking <laughs> elementary school slices. It's elementary huh? school slices. Uh, the pizza's lukewarm. Oh. Um, the prizes were. They were like, here, you can. If you win the raffle, I think they let five people win the raffle. And apparently there's like a whole bunch of people still in the office. So they let five people win the raffle. Um, You can win like a book, a desk, fa- like a 
handheld fan, like a <laughs> gift card or something like that. And I was like, okay, okay that would be okay. a gift card would be clean, but you have to spin a wheel for it. Then they only let five people win. Then I'm looking at the table. There's still like 20 other, like, you know, I could at least have taken a book. I could have given the old boy a book or something. Like, right. give me something. So needless to say, I did not win the raffles. Therefore, I do not feel appreciated. Okay. So therefore, I'm, uh, you know, I'm triggered. That's did all. Did you at least have the day off or? No, bro. It, that, it's, that was during the work. That was during our lunch period, I guess. Lunchtime. They said, here, you guys can come grab a little lunch and or grab a little slice of pizza and then go back to work after we look at this raffle. And then they made us take a picture. That's crazy. So, that's, that's that's my story to tell. Uh, I don't I'm feel sorry appreciated. To hear sorry to hear that, man. How about you? Hopefully uh, a better week than... Hopefully you're feeling appreciated in your week. Uh, at work? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but in my personal life, good. Had a, had a homeboy from college, my old friend, Taylor, came to visit me. Nice. Um, Taylor from marching band. So he come, came and stayed with me. We chilled. We had a great time. We went on a hike. We rode bikes around the city. We uh, had a nice dinner. It was just a, a grand old time. Um, we were catching up. We got to meet up with another band friend who lives in Seattle. So it was like a an ultra reunion. And also Matt was there. So nice. uh, I mean, it was just, you know, just a great reunion type type deal. Um, other than that. That's that's about it. I was basically trying to be, you know, you're not the guest. You're the, I was trying to be a host the mm, whole weekend, you I know, see. always doing something. And then once we got home, we were pretty much dead, went to sleep. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to the Beyonce concert. No way. Uh, yeah, because Amanda got us tickets. She wanted to go. So I will be tagging along. Not going to be honest. I don't know that many Renaissance songs. Uh, so maybe I'll listen to it at work or something to prepare, but yeah, that, that's, that's about it. That's pretty sick. I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the concert next. Uh, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the rundown. I've been seeing clips. Apparently mm-hmm. we're supposed to be quiet at one point. Apparently her Everybody daughter's out here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what song that is. So I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to know when it's coming. So dang. That might be. I'm hook you up. She'll set I'm you pretty straight. sure our tickets are also way the hell in the back, so nobody will hear us, anyways. The the beehive will hear you, bro. The, the motherfuckers that are sitting next to you. Jump me in the streets. I haven't sock seen you that. Right in your job, bro. I haven't seen that show on FX or whatever about that woman who killing people. Oh, on Beyonce's uh, behind. Swarm, swarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're gonna I haven't seen that one. Knifed. Yeah, some bees. I don't expect it to be pretty uh, when I <laughs> miss my miss my cue. Um, but let's talk about video games, man. Let's like, do it. let's go ahead and like date the episode real quick because there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. Obviously, Starfield just came out, but that's not it. Uh, Liza P also just came out, uh, to some pretty solid reviews. People are saying, Hey, man, this is one of the first Souls like inspired games that actually kind of hangs with the Souls likes, which is pretty clean. shocking. I remember playing the demo at PAX, I think a year ago. I thought the demo wasn't that good. I thought <laughs> I, you know, I held this to my chest. I didn't want to speak it and, you know, be the odd man out. But I was like, this game isn't going to be that good because I feel like that demo didn't impress. Turns out I was wrong. looks like the game is better than 
uh, like my impressions. Maybe I need to actually just start from the beginning and have time to get the controls down and explore a little bit more to get the full experience. But who the hell knows when I'm going to play that? Because obviously Sea of Stars is also out. Apparently mm-hmm. they reached 6 million players. I don't know if that number was right, but that's the number I heard in the interview across Game Pass, PC sales, and uh, PlayStation Plus. Absolute insanity on the Sea of Stars front. I can't wait to play more of that. Um, Mortal Kombat 1 reviews are coming out. Looking um, pretty good as well. Looking pretty good. Gumbrella's coming out. Also got reviewed pretty also well. Looking pretty good. <laughs> also looking pretty good. I mean, this just, I mean, I know we'll have this episode sometime later this year, early next year, but I think this is unprecedented this year where pretty much every big game that came out, with the exception of Redfall and Gollum, was, and well, I wouldn't call that a big game, but <laughs> our ant- highly anticipated game, but right. pretty much every game was at least decent. To great, to fantastic. We're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. We had Hi-Fi Rush early as a surprise. People going crazy over Hogwarts Legacy. We had Dead Space Remake and Resident Evil 4 at the beginning of the year. Nobody's even talking about that. And then we have all these crazy indie games that I think are spectacular, but don't even people don't even have time to give these games love. I still want to play Cassette Beast. Nobody's even yeah. talking about Whew. Cassette Beast. I got it installed right over here. People barely talked about it when it dropped, but I'm really excited to play it because I heard it was pretty decent. So we're being absolutely overloaded with games here. So each week we got to do a check in. We got to see what each other are playing. Uh, I'm only playing Starfield right now. Like mm-hmm. I might play a dab of Sea of Stars here and there. I'm my, I'm majorly playing Starfield. I'm assuming you're all on Starfield. Or are you splitting your time between Starfield and? Something I am else? slightly splitting my time with a game that I have honestly every week. It's been two weeks now. I've forgotten to mention it. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a game that I saw the, you know, when it was originally announced, I thought it was like, okay, interesting. What are we going to do? We're going to have another Friday the 13th situation where, you know, there's a little bit of jank to it, but you know, people at least like it. Um, or is it going to be closer to Dead by Daylight, where it's going to, you know, kind of blow up? And it's looking like it is leaning a bit more towards the Dead by Daylight, um, I guess, level of popularity. Obviously, it hasn't gotten to that, you know, level exactly, because Dead by Daylight mm-hmm. is really, you know, has its own community. But when I'm telling you, like, the amount of people that I feel like are actually playing this game is a lot more than I would expect. Like, it's getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of at least decent praise. And I, for one, I'm one of the ones praising it. I think it's a pretty fun game to play. It's like a, a glorified hide-and-seek. Um, you get to choose whether or not you want to play as um, a killer or a member like or like a victim, basically. And I think that they... I never play the victim. You never play the victim? Oh, I see. Nah. I nah. always play the victim. I'm, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we I, know. Yeah, oh, you know? Okay, we know, yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The victim's fun, though. <laughs> like, bringing it back to the game, the victim is a very fun uh, role to play. Because you're sitting there, you know, running around the house. You're like, oh, my God, are they going to catch me? It's literally like, it's, like I said, it's literally hide and seek. So if you like hide and seek, if you're missing out on your childhood days of, uh, you know, running around in the uh, in PE or something like that, playing tag, playing hide and seek, get mm-hmm. Game Pass, play Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
it's pretty fun. Also, the other thing about it, it's a the asymmetric, you know, whatever, whatever, like PvP that they call it. It's a lot different than, or not a lot different, but it is different than your typical game where you have like a killer and, uh, you know, victims that they're hunting down. Instead of mm-hmm. having one killer, you got three killers. They call it a family, mm-hmm. bro. Cause it's like Ooh. Leatherface and his, like you know, his uncle his and his grandma and his cousin and shit like that, right? Sure, sure. Um, and so everybody is not since there's three of them, everybody's not super OP like you would have in Dead by Daylight or uh, you know, Friday the Thirteenth. But they are, you know, they're OP just enough to be able to, you know, kind of lock down the family. And then they okay. also, you know, flip it on the other side, the victims. They also have like little special abilities, or it's like, oh, like one dude can just like shoulder check Leatherface. And be like, boom, <laughs> knock his ass down on the ground, just showing that you know nobody is nobody's safe, not even the killers. You, I've seen videos, I've seen clips. The victims are the bullies. They're going around knifing Leatherface in the what back of the head. The I'm like, what is going on? So it's a fun game to play. I say definitely check it out. It's on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, other than that, Starfield, of course, is what you know. I think is the the star of the show. I just had to speak my little two week piece. Absolutely, I know Texas you love Chains. your little. I know you love your little uh, killer and so, killer and victim video games here. You already know. Um, I have breaking news here. Uh, as of I guess just oh. right now, uh, Giant Bomb has posted the video game trivia panel at PAX. All right. Oh, so, excellent. Our boy Jacob McCourt, big time, big time boy on the Giant Bomb YouTube channel. Uh, and our boy Luke uh, Lewis, big time camera boy on Giant Bomb YouTube channel. Go check the video out. It was a great time. Highly recommend it. Going into Starfield. Uh, Let's do it. I am nearing finishing my first faction quest. I think I'm like basically one dialogue situation away from just completing it. Um, I haven't played as much as I wanted to over the weekend. I obviously had a guest since Thursday night. Uh, so I really didn't have much time at all to play this past weekend. Um, but I have thoughts. All right. I have thoughts about my current position in Starfield. And I want to kind of get where you are in the game as well. I know we've talked about it a little bit offline, but mm-hmm. I want to get your evolving thoughts. So in a very quick or succinct fashion, I think that this game is a game that you don't have to rush out and play. Um, And I say that because I think the longer you wait, the better this game will be. Uh, There was already an announcement that Bethesda said they were in the process of patching some things, uh, adding city maps, adding just like random things like FOV slider to the PC version, all this different stuff. I'm sure all of these things can be modded in on the PC side. I've already got Uh, it modded in myself. There you go. But on the console side, you kind of just get what you get. So, um, yeah, like the, I think this is kind of like, um, you know, how you jump into Skyrim, uh, or like, for example, I play fallout three as the game of the year edition. So I played it, uh, when it had all the DLC, all the bells and whistles, all the patches or whatever. I don't even know what patches they had back then. Uh, but I played the complete experience and it was fantastic. I think Starfield will probably be the same way where you play it late next year when the Starfield DLC comes out. I'm sure that will probably be an optimal experience, much better than the uh, lab rats that are playing it day one. <laughs> unfortunately, that being said, uh, I am having a lot, a lot, a lot of fun 
with the targeted quest line. And when I'm playing these targeted quest lines, these faction lines, whatever, and kind of using the rest of the game to supplement that, I think that's where I'm having the most fun right now. Um, I talked last week about how the UC Vanguard quest line was like, had, had all these twists and turns and was fantastic. I've gotten a little deeper in the main story and had some, the main story is relatively straightforward, but it does open up some interesting avenues, both in like story wise and gameplay wise. Um, it's still acting as that great tour guide of like, Hey, I have a mission for you. You need to go to this planet and this planet has all this, this stuff on it that basically allows you to branch out and do other uh, side quests and whatnot as you kind of mm. try to achieve your main story missions. Um, I recently got to a point in the story where I was like, okay, things are switching up now. Like things are getting really interesting. Um, and I felt like I had one of the first big impactful moments in the story. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but overall, I think that I'm really enjoying how they set up the lore of this game so far. And I really hope that the other faction quests and some of the other main story quests and bigger storylines also lean into it as deep as the UC Vanguard storyline is. Um, because now that I'm ending the UC Vanguard storyline, we're at the point where I had like this big reveal, uh, near the end. And I could just see all of the threads and the breadcrumbs that led us to that point. And I was like looking backwards and I'm like, oh man, so this happened. And that was clearly because of this and that or the other. And I'm like, oh man, like there's so many like different points in this, this story that they were kind of, you know, slightly showing their hand or slightly misdirecting you X, Y, and Z. There were even like small details where I was like, huh, I'll, I'll check this out this way. And I checked out something. I was like, what is that? Like, I can't, I'm like, ah, uh, this might be nothing. It might be rant. Like, I don't know what this is. And then hours later, I'm like, Oh, okay. It is what I thought it was. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's definitely been super interesting to the point where like, I'm still thinking about like the second mission of the game, like the second mission in the story where you're going to the pirates Raiders. And mm-hmm. I looked at some computer terminals and I was like, does this correlate to the information I'm learning right now? Like, it's just so interesting. And I love the way that they built out this particular avenue in the world. I don't know what the Crimson Fleet quest line has in store. I don't know what the rest of the story has in store. But so far, I'm really, really enjoying it. That being said, my mind is not necessarily blown by this game. It just really scratches a a really itchy itch an itch that i've Mm -hmm. been waiting to scratch for a long time is something that kind of was scratched with cyberpunk but cyberpunk was kind of just too hard to nail down like there was a lot of moving parts oh we're gonna update the game oh the story the main story is really good but then the side missions are kind of just like weird and super like okay this this fixer is calling me and they're setting this thing Mm -hmm. up and it just kind of felt super formulaic this is like that classic Bethesda thing where it's like, hey, yes, I'm just doing quests. Yes, I'm kind of just, you know, role playing this very one dimensional esque type character. It's like, oh, I can kind of be bad. I can kind of be good. But it's kind of very, very much Bethesda. But man, do I love that, man. Do I love finding some legendary loot, 
uh, I got legendary loot from this faction quest. I'm like, this is awesome, man. Like they're looting me up. Like I'm finding all these cool weapons to try out. And it just feels like I'm in that classic cozy RPG, mm. uh, Western RPG space that I really haven't had for quite some years. So I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'd probably say I'm at like an eight right now on an enjoyment level. And the more I play it, cause I really want to dig a lot deeper in it. I could see that easily going to a nine. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. How are you on your Starfield journey? I'm pretty much, you know, in the exact same, I guess like thought process as you right now. Uh, the more I'm playing it, the more I'm liking it. Um, I think coming off of maybe the, you know, the last time we talked about the game, I was sitting teetering between like that seven, eight and like the current, my current thoughts on the game. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, as I've played a little bit more, it's definitely kind of solidified itself as an eight for me. Um, at least where I'm at currently, obviously could mm-hmm. go up or down depending on, you know, various factors. Um, but one thing that I really like is just, you know, just hearing you talk about your experiences with the game so far. I just absolutely love, you know, just hearing that you've got something. It feels to me in my mind, it feels like you're playing a completely different game. Like you're playing a, yeah. like a game that has like this quest line that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, really integrating to the world. Um, mm-hmm. various, you know, lore bits. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077. Like, a, a completely different game. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that as, like, honestly, a really positive thing where there's so many different experiences that you can just kind of come across throughout the game that it just makes it feel like, it, you know, it really scratches that itch, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it, once again, it's not a groundbreaking experience. This isn't something that, you know, is super... Like going to be like, whoa, this is going to change, you know, gaming as we know it. I really sure. don't think that that's the case, um, yeah. but I'm having fun while playing it. I think that's one, you know, one of the most important things while playing a video game is, you know, as long as you're having fun at the end of the day, you're, you're, uh, you're balling out. Um, right. I like the, I finished up my faction quest. Um, like I said, it, it feels like super detached from the rest of the world. Um, mm-hmm with my whole cyberpunk 2077 example i'm on i'm honestly confused as to why they even de- why they detach it so much i mean i guess it's uh-huh. kinda, it would be kind of hard to integrate it with uh i don't know i don't know they could have integrated it somehow uh mm-hmm. all their you know corporate espionage nonsense blah 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 uh but another thing that i'm really enjoying is the uh spontaneous are the spontaneous quests that are uh kind of popping up last week i had some criticisms for that i was like okay mm-hmm. this is kind of weird how you know sometimes you you're hearing about a quest that that i don't really i still don't really care too much about but when i'm like running in like if i run into the quest and i discover this quest um then I'm all game for it. Uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but there was a quest where I was in space and I came across like a random ship and I had to like, you know, kind of like mediate a situation that was going down on the ship. And I was like, Whoa, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of crazy. I was getting a little philosophical with the boys on the ship. <laughs> um, overall, like, I almost teared up at, by the, the end of it. It was, I, I realized I didn't need to tear up. Uh, I thought, you know, some certain events were happening, but they weren't. So I didn't okay. really need to tear up. But I, I was I was close. I was like, no way. They, they're going to do something like this. They're going to uh, alter the way I'm, I'm thinking about this game. But no, they didn't. So mm-hmm. overall, okay. I'd say that the game is uh, a strong eight out of 10 at its current place. I don't mm-hmm. see it, you know, dipping any lower than that unless, you know, as we get go through the story, as we, you know, as I progress through the game. Yeah, you know, something really crazy goes off. Um, also, I did get to experience the uh, 
the shipbuilding aspect, mm-hmm. man, that shipbuilder kicked my ass for the first like fifteen minutes, bro. I was like, not there. the upgrade. You're talking about the shipbuilder. Yeah, yeah I'm about the like, shipbuilder. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I was scratching my head, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the same way. Where I was like, I immediately like the first thing I tried to do in the game was like add cargo to the ship, and I felt like I, I got close, but I couldn't mm-hmm. get my shit back together. Like I took off oh, one chunk, and I was like, oh, no. okay, I'm gonna add it back together. I just couldn't figure it out, so I couldn't make it happen. But uh, something else I was gonna say, kind of that like relates to that, is. I like how the game, now that I'm playing more of the game and I'm doing more interesting quests, um, I'm starting to see the value of some of like the more in-depth functions of the game. Like, for example, I'm playing the game and like I, I had a lot of firefights in this UC factions uh, or this UC Vanguard uh, faction storyline to the point mm-hmm. where like I'm like, OK, I've seen so many different weapons just because of all the different encounters that I've had to go through and all the looting I've done. And I kind of know what I like in a weapon and I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait to unlock weapon crafting so I can mod like some of these guns, some of my favorite guns and like increase the fire rate and add like a stabilizer and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a part in the game that I'm actually kind of looking forward to where I'm like, I'm picking up some of these modded guns and I'm like, this is pretty sick, but it's not exactly what I like. Mm. Or, I'll pick up a regular gun that has six mod slots. And I'm like, dang, I really wish I could mod this because I can make this thing like do some crazy damage. So I'm really interested in engaging in that aspect of the game. And I also appreciate that all the complaints I had last week, the more and more I play in the game and the more I like get into these quests, the more that stuff kind of fades into the background. Uh, We'll see how it is like, you know, 20 more hours, 30, 40 more hours into the game. But my, the worst thing that happens to me is like when you play a game for a little too long, like those annoyances just start to become so like so big because they've compounded and you're like, Oh, I'm hitting low, so many low screens, 40 hours in the game. I'm tired of these low screens. I'm tired of this mechanic, that mechanic. Uh, I was really annoyed. I, I was like, not annoyed, but like put off by all the fast traveling and X, Y, and Z when I first started. Mm-hmm. But now that I know the systems and know how to navigate things a little more efficiently, I'm like, okay, I, I think I got a hold of this. Uh, I can, I know how to just get to the good stuff. I know how to get to the meat of the game. So it's not, bo- I still think they're shitty like systems and <laughs> a lot of this stuff needs to be overhauled. And hopefully with the p- future patches going into 2024, they do, but um, they're not as annoying as for example final fantasy 16 where i'm like i just can't do any more side quests like i literally this this aspect of the game is annoying me and kind of like some similar things with like the combat and kind of the level structure and whatnot uh we'll see we might do a full 180 and get back to that point where i'm like this is annoying again <laughs> uh but right now i'm like okay i i've i know how to enjoy this game now and i'm, I'm looking to you know keep down that path so shout out Shout out Starfield. Shout out Todd Howard. Shout out God Howard. Shout out God Howard. (laughs) Moving on to the next topic, favorite boss fights and games. I wanted to talk about some of our favorite boss fights because Brennan said uh, Final Fantasy 16 has some of the best boss fights uh, in any video game ever. I'm curious, what's your take on this? You might have liked the boss fights a lot. How do you think the Final Fantasy 16 boss fights stack up to the competition? I think that they are great boss fights in the sense, like, you know, 
because they're these like majestic magical like viewing pieces they're very pretty but when you get to the meat and potatoes of it you're playing a cutscene you know and i don't think it fully you know it doesn't feel like a full boss battle to me so for that i think for that reason itself i have to like kind of deduct some points in my mind mm. on uh the final fantasy boss battles i like i once again i'm saying they're they're really good they're really great they're they're fun to watch but you don't really feel like you're playing most of the time you know and even the times where you are playing i'd say i'm trying to think like each okay well okay in my mind right now i'm just thinking of the icon battles because the regular whatever battles that you do as clive I don't consider those as the true boss battles of so, Final Fantasy 16. Let's stop right there because I was going to say yeah. the opposite. I was oh, going to say the opposite. Okay. I was going to say the Icon battles aren't true boss battles because a lot of them. That's true. You're not. There's no. When I think of a boss battle, I'm thinking some challenge is happening. Like you're you're really your skills are being put to the test. That shit ain't happening in the Icon battles. I'm just saying. You're, you, I mean, there's probably like one. Maybe two icon battles where you're like really you really got to scrap because the boss has like fucking ten bars of health or whatever is going on, but for mm-hmm. the most part it's just like x x x x circle. All right, it's basically okay, done. Quick time event. Yeah. The 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 battles where you're you're playing as Clive and the camera like little zooms out a little bit after a cutscene. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm, those okay. boss battles are what I consider the actual core mm, boss battles of Final Fantasy on. 16. Which is why I think those shits are ass. All right, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like those. They're, those are the ones where you you know you're fighting these spongy ass enemies. The bosses don't really have that great of move patterns, in my opinions. Like some of them may have some cool attacks here or there, but they have so much fucking health that you're seeing like the same four or five attacks for like ten minutes so in this boss times, battle. Yeah. I'm like, this is just kind of lame. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, See that's and why also, I didn't consider those the real, the real. Battle. But that's why I'm like those are those are the majority of con- encounters. Yeah. So I mean, if we're talking about the icon boss battles, sure they're good, but I, I deduct points like you said because there's really no skill check there. It's just kind of like you're playing through the the cutscene. Maybe you know sometimes it's either a quick time event, other times it's you know. I'm trying to think of a game that has similar mechanics. Where you're just like a strong, it's just like, it's almost like any video game where you are at some level. For example, you say you get a super mech or something. And for some reason you get a mech at this point in the video game and you're just destroying everything in front of you. And you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, this is like a little power up moment. That's just the icon battles, except there's like (laughs) eight or 10 of them in the game. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm like, it's it's okay. It's not, not really a challenge. Um, Yeah. I I don't know what to say about the the core boss battles, man. They could have did. It. I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen or seven remake. Once again, they did it right. I'm fighting that ball headed dude that looks like Common and his little partner, and there's all these little <laughs> commons. There's all these little combos that are coming out, and I have to like actually strategize and you know mm-hmm. watch for attack patterns and stuff. I mean, in Final Fantasy sixteen, I'm just pretty much jumping over some hopscotch ass attack. <laughs> <laughs> or dodging. That's basically it. There's way uh, too many. And one complaint that I think I, for I don't know if I mentioned it when we talked about Final Fantasy 16, 
too many particle effects on my screen, bro. I had to, tur- I had, you know, this was a, is an exposing moment here. I had to keep the, uh, auto like slow down time charm on. Wow. You know? Cause I can't see what's on the screen, bro. I'm sitting in my chair. I'm like, damn, bro. It's, it's, I can't see, Actually, I can't see Clive and I can't see an attack. I How am I supposed to, to dodge? That. Yeah. I meant to ask that because there were some moments where I was like, I literally was like, I do not know what the fuck's happening right now. Uh, I'm just pressing buttons and it looks like I got this motherfucker staggered. So I'm just going to keep doing it, but I cannot see. So I'm glad I'm, you, glad I'm not the only one. I thought I was tripping. Uh, you were not. Anyways, anyways, we've bagged on FF16 enough. Let's talk about <laughs> some of your favorite boss battles. All right. Okay. Now, I don't know if you had time to think about this. If so. I thought a little bit. If so, give me throw one out there and tell me why it's your favorite boss battle. One of your favorite. I, I'm gonna go ahead and start for one one that, you know, is a deep cut for me. Well it's not a deep it's like a an emotional wound for me. It will be uh Sword Saint Ishin, the final boss Ooh. of Sekiro. Ooh. That that's like there we go. you know, you might not know uh One Piece that well. You know that big ass X that Luffy has on his chest, bro? Yeah. That's me, bro. I got hit right in the chest oh, by Sword Saint Ishin. This boy knocked me out of commission for one whole year. I know you remember. You remember I, remember. I was out of commission for one whole year, 365 days plus, because I could not beat this man. But boy, when I tell you, I picked the sticks back up. I relearned the move patterns. And when I finally fucking got his ass, it was an experience that I never thought. Honestly, I never thought I'd be able to beat him. Too many phases. Mm-hmm. A five-phase final boss fight is actually insane. Yeah, and I think that I, you know, it, it's just really a sense of accomplishment. I think that comes with uh, Sword Saint Ishin, and just the fact that you know, it was also really, it was a pretty cool boss, you know, battle at the end there. So. Yeah, there we go. That's my number one pick. So that was also going to be my pick, at least okay. one of my picks. Sword Saint Ishin. Uh, the reason I love this boss battle so much is I don't. It's literally the ultimate skill check in video games. Mm-hmm. I've never played any other game. Any I've never fought any other boss was that was that much of a raw skill check. It's not luck. It's not hey you got the right build. It's not hey <laughs> you figured out this cheese. Although I think think you can cheese them. There's a little bit um, of cheese. I think there's a little bit of cheese. But the way I beat this dude, it was a hundred percent like yo. I ha- I am locked in to my highest level, bro. I have my fucking <laughs> uh, whatever whatever Gojo's eye is. I'm in that that infinity state. Oh yeah. And I can't, if I let my eye down, <laughs> this man is fucking ending my life, bro. <laughs> I had to see every pattern, every little flick of the wrist, every glimmer on the blade, every little like red kanji hitting the screen. You have to see everything, and you can only slip up maybe twice. Maybe twice before your 30 minutes of fighting or whatever it takes is down the drain. It took me, I think, days. It took me days to beat this motherfucker. And, like, you're literally spamming parry. Like, you are you know how people spam buttons just because they don't know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Sekiro, you need to know what you're doing and you need to spam parry, 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 dodge, jump, dash, mm-hmm. sidestep. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was incredible, man. Like, that is... It'll be a amazing day when a developer creates a boss that is more satisfying, rewarding than Sword Saint Ishin. That motherfucker was on ten. All right, indeed, he was on ten. Um, 
I talked a lot. Do you have another boss that you want to throw out there? Sure, sure. I'll go and throw it back. You know, I was going to say it's a few years ago, but honestly, it's been half a decade now since we've seen this boss. I'm bringing it to Hollow Knight. That's right. The Hollow Knight Ooh. itself, the final boss of the main game. I thought about okay. uh, Radiance. I don't know if you mm -hmm. uh, beat I didn't Radiance. get to Radiance. You didn't no. get to Radiance. I thought about I Radiance. I did fight Hollow Knight, though. Uh, that one, and that fight was okay, but it was, I feel like that one was a little bit more annoying. Uh, sure. The actual Hollow Knight boss fight, because it, it really represents the culmination of the game, in my opinion, bro. Because you, you're learning all this random-ass lore throughout the game, you know, you're watching, you know, whatever little YouTube videos to kind of understand bits and pieces of the lore, why this world is the way that it is, and to finally mm -hmm. get to the end of it, to finally like, see, alright, this is kind of part of the, the problem here, and you're going to defeat the Hollow Knight? And I think even before that point, I don't even real know if I realized that yep. I wasn't Hollow <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, whoa, this is Hollow Knight? I thought I was, I was, like, the, I thought I was the boy. Who am I? I'm, I'm just the knight. I, I don't even have a Hollow in my title. Um, yep. Once again, I think this is a definitely a skill check. I walked yep. in that bitch a countless amount of times. I think in my, this might have also taken me uh, days to beat uh, just because I was like, there's no way. I don't understand this guy's move patterns. I don't understand anything about it, but then you slowly, slowly piece together, you know, okay, this is what this move does. This is how this move works. This is how I can, you know, kind of progress a little bit. And then you kind of get to that point in the uh, boss battle where things start to take a little bit of a turn. Uh, where the, You know, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. It's been six years since the, the game came out. The Hollow Knight decides that he doesn't want to be alive anymore. He starts killing himself. And oh, then it, yeah. It, it takes a turn, and you're like, dang, do I even want to kill him anymore, bro? The man is stabbing himself to death. What am I, what am I, who am I to kill this man who wants to kill himself? <laughs> right. It was, just, it was just such a such a great boss battle. That's all I have to right. say, really. It was a fun right. battle. I have a, a combo here. And okay, this comes me. from what I believe is Kingdom Hearts 1 or okay. 2. I knew so, somebody was going to bring up Kingdom Hearts. Boss battle I am referring to. Oh, man. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 specifically had some incredible boss fights. And there's, I think, I'll even name three from this game that really were fantastic. The first two are Colosseum fights. Okay, Cloud and Sephiroth. First of all, I remember when Cloud showed up, I was like, what the fuck? Who is this? I didn't, I didn't play <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, so I don't, I don't know if I knew who he was at the time or what, but I was like, yo, he has this big-ass sword, and I yeah, had to cool. square him down, and he had like the little arrow. I don't even know what he had, but I was like, okay, I remember him being quite tough, but I remember taking him down, and he's like, kind of like, hey, good job, kid, type deal. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, but then Sephiroth came up, and I remember this motherfucker had me <laughs> heated as a kid. Like, I specifically remember he had this move where he's literally full screen attack, like, stabbing from, like, 20 different angles diagonally. I was like, wait a sec. How how do I dodge this, bro? I've only completed half of middle school. How do you expect me to understand how to dodge this? You know what I mean? So I do remember beating him and being hella satisfied, being like, let's go. I can't believe it. And the last one would be Riku, Dark Riku in Hollow Bastion, where okay. he had his little hula skirt on. Uh, I remember having a pretty <laughs> tough time with him as well. He's a tough um, one, yeah. I, actually, I might be conflating the bosses because I think Riku might have had the teleporting ability where he's bouncing off the walls, uh, absolutely trying to destroy you. 
Um, I don't recall. Both of them were absolute bitches. Um, both of them were hard boss battles, but I remember really, really enjoying all three. So, shout out Kingdom Hearts for their great boss battles. Uh, and I, I want to be clear that I am excluding Kingdom Hearts 3. I give that game no credit for anything it's done. Ooh, Anyways. Boo, boo, boo. That's fucked up, bro. You know Kingdom Hearts 3 is a, is a good game. You know what? Boss. As a matter Anyways. of fact, I'm going to put a boss from Kingdom Hearts 3 on oh, there. Oh, God. The final boss. Actually, I don't know. That's that's kind of a tough thing what? to say because, you know, the, the, like, you know how Kingdom Hearts games go. There's like 20 final bosses. Yeah. Mm, I think the there's a specific part where I'm you're like you're fighting underneath the Kingdom Hearts and it's like dark out and whatnot. That was a good battle cuz I think that was near the end. Are you talking and about And then, yeah, go ahead. Ansem? No, no, no. This is, I think we were fighting in Xehanort at this point. Okay. And then the other Xehanort fight, which is like the, I think the actual final final fight where you finally actually beat this old ass man. That was a good fight too. Yeah, that's a that's a decent fight. I'll give you that. I got one I more. more. All right, you go ahead. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of the most infamous bosses in recent memory, okay. and that is Millennia Blade of Mechala. Mm-hmm. All right, I thought about it. I was playing Elden Ring, and I you know I went to Iceland for a bit, so everybody was playing while I was in Iceland. Everybody's talking about Melania. Melania, oh, she's so hard. I'm like, y'all must be trash at the game. It can't be that hard. Plus, I got this fucking cheesy-ass weapon. Like, it can't be that hard. So I finally run up on her. I remember telling you, like, I was like, I've basically done it. I've searched every corner of this game, bro. How have I not found her yet? And you're like, oh, Oh, you'll get there. You'll find her. I found her. And I was like, oh, boy. Here we go. She was on my ass, bro. I was like, how is there was one move. We know the move where we were like, how, I was like, how do you dodge this, bro? It's undodgeable. So I, I don't know how long that, that like thing took me, but I was like, I'm not going to look up anything. Granted, I did look up how to dodge that one attack. Uh, cause it, cause I did not know how to do that, but it was an, it's an insane even still, move. even still it's challenging as hell. Um, and you think you beat her. And of course, of course, there's another form. Oh, no. And I remember, you know, it had to have been one of those things where, like, you got their health so low that you start fumbling. That you're, like, so nervous that, that the shit is almost oh, over shit. that you, you can't even read the patterns anymore, bro. And I swear <laughs> that shit was happening up. to me. Where it's like, oh, she got a slither of health, but I'm also damaged. So then I'm shook. Like, if I if I get too close and I get hit, I'm dead. So I'm I start abandoning my plan. Like, it's just like, she had me shook. So when I finally actually took her down, you know, you can't believe it. You're screaming out, you know, in your little apartment or whatever's going on. <laughs> And I feel like it wasn't as satisfying as a skill check as Sekiro because I mm-hmm. felt like I earned every single fucking parry. With this one, it's literally just fighting for your fucking life. But <laughs> knowing that I was able to beat her without any cheese, without any summons, nothing like that, um, made me feel good. Excellent. Nice, nice. Um, I don't think I have any more. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think That's I fine. exhausted my... Uh, recent memory can't really think too much of uh you know my childhood or anything like a boss battle where i was like too you know i, I need i need more prep actually 
Go Actually, ahead. I got two more. Two more. Go ahead. One, no, yeah. uh, God of War 1, the strange, Valkyrie yeah, Battle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, I was going to say Valkyrie. Valkyrie was another skill check where I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to beat this. And uh, I beat her to get the platinum. That was fucking awesome. I mean, Stranger is a iconic, just cinematic fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one I was going to say, honorary mention, Shadow of Colossus. That game has some... Inc- have you played Shadow of the Colossus? I have played Shadow of the Colossus, yes. That game has some incredible like, boss fights where you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm fighting this thing, and now I'm just in the air. We're in the air. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to stab this thing in this little ink points, and we're like, we're flying all across the map. Incredible stuff. Uh, so shout out to Shadow of the Colossus, one of the... OG incredible boss fight games on the PS2 and then got remastered for the PS4. So go check it out if you haven't already. Dang, you know what? I realized I forgot a a very major game. You know, you, oh. you brought up the you brought up Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus is a boss fight game. That's yes. the game itself. Oh. You can't forget about I think about I know where you're going with uh, specifically, I'm trying to pinpoint it down to like my favorite fight. Um, I'm going in between the like the final battle against the devil, which I thought you know was like once again another one of those you know culminating points where you're like, dang, I finally got to the end. I finally you know I'm learning like patterns and stuff. That was an amazing moment. And then I think for me, very very easy boss, but probably <laughs> it, it, it's kind of hard to describe it. Uh, I think it's maybe like the second boss that you can fight in the game. Not that uh, carrot goop. motherfucker. Oh, not oh, the, the carrot one. The carrot or the 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 flower? Guy are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh no, the fly- carrot one. Carrot Which and flowery. Okay. I don't, so I'm carrot talking about both of them. one Shit. is the first boss battle. Yeah. Flower battle was also like a pretty good skill check. But for me, Goopy Lagoon, Goopy Lagrand, the blue bouncing guy. I think was a pretty interesting little fight because it's one of the ones that really kind of like sets you up for the game. Cause you're looking at it and you're like, look at this big goopy little guy, man. He can't possibly do anything to me. And then you get landed on, you know, you may die like two, three times. You're like, hold on a second now. What am I doing? Like, how am I dying? This? And that's when you really start to start, you know, you start to feel that cuphead rage and then they get you yep. in the mindset. You're like, wait a minute. This game might actually beat my ass. And it, it yep. did. Overall, I think that the did. game did uh, beat a lot of people's asses. Um, Shout out so to the, the devil. Shout, Shout out to, to the, the devil. devil. One of the worst yeah. fucking boss fights in the history Whoa. of man. Bro, he, he making what was you clean? reset, bro? That's crazy. What do you mean reset? You restart any f- boss battle. No, I'm talking about like the casino where he's where oh, you have to like roll king dice king dice yeah 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 okay not that, the devil that yeah. is the, that was the worst fight but yeah he kind of gets a pass because all of the little mini fights all the little nine mini bosses you don't have to fight them all unless you're a masochist and there's like they have lower hp like than any of the other bosses because they're mini bosses Oh no, that man ain't getting no pass. He ain't getting the pass, bro. Fucking dice. I'll, you know, I'm not gonna defend this man. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I tried. No, I'm not gonna defend him no more. Yeah, King Dice ain't getting no pass. It's F King Dice on site all times. How dare he do that to me? Um, But yeah. Um, shout out Cuphead. Fantastic game. Fantastic Fantastic boss game. Fantastic boss game. Oh, and I think. 
I got one more. I'm sorry. No, no, hit, hit <laughs> us with it. Hit us with it. This is another like mini boss in a game. It takes two when you're fighting the squirrel on oh, top of the plane. Oh my gosh, that shit okay. was nuts. I didn't. I wasn't even the one to fight <laughs> nuts. it. Nuts. I'm sorry for the pun. Uh, I didn't even mean it. It was, a, it was actually unintended that time. That fight was nuts. I wasn't even the one playing it. I had the pleasure of watching my wife uh, whip out the combos. Uh, she's not a fighting game player. She's not really a video game player at all. So I'm sitting there on the sidelines coaching. I'm like, oh, you got it, baby. You got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel like Amanda did that fight, too. I, yeah, because it was uh, Wait, did... May, the girl character or whatever in the game. Yeah. Is the one yeah. that fights the squirrel. Cody. Cody, I'm having to fight the square. I did. No, but yeah, that was a clean ass fight. That was so. crazy. It was funny. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell us your favorite boss fights in the Player Player Pod Discord. PlayerPlayerPod.com slash Discord. Join us. Tell us what your favorite boss fight is. And who knows? We maybe, maybe we'll give you $500. Speaking of $500, shout out to Brink. You did not win $500, but we're giving you your daily shout out. Yeah. Uh, we did not talk about how we're going to handle shout outs or anything like that. So all I know is, Brink, you're getting another shout out this episode. What? Congratulations. Mm. Congratulations. Soon we'll select another person to give shout outs. You know what happens if they if they if they don't respond? They get put on the ban list. I mean, $1. theoretically, theoretically, we could ban so many people. I mean, I could shout out Joe Biden. I say Joe Biden, Damn, you, you can get shout Joe out. Byron. Joe Byron, you might have to pay me a dollar. We're raking up the debts. All right, we need to pay for this uh, podcast somehow. You know what I mean? True. Anyways. Let's go ahead and wrap this boy up so we can go play more video games. Uh, Thank you for listening to the episode this week. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, Spotify, whatever you're listening to on it right now, iTunes, it doesn't matter. Uh, Tell your friends about us. Rate this five stars. And if you want updates, like I said, just join the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. If you want to help support the show, uh, you can visit our Ko-fi link. The link will be in the description below. You can donate as low as a dollar to help Arson put his kid to sleep. Help Arson yeah. buy some uh, some Tylenol PM so oh. we can give it to... Oh, or Beanbags. Don't forget, beanbag.com, player, player pot, 5% <laughs> off. And that's 5%. I, I want to be clear. That's 5% added to your order. Oh, that's right. So you have right. to pay an extra 5%. Uh, so, yeah. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. You can find my co host Arsene as Pax Arsenico on Twitter and Twitch or Arsene Lakpa on Instagram. And uh, with that, until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>